Maybe we should actually look into it. Toronto's going to win. Yeah, they've only lost their first game, and other than that, they've won. Oh, yeah, welcome back. John? Oh, yeah, hi. Hey. Sleepy night shift, man. Yeah, Rolled on back up inside here. I just woke up. We all have jobs, too, but no big deal. So are you happy about the Lightning winning? Because last time I talked to you, you sounded like you didn't really care. Leafs winning? Sorry, Leafs, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I really want all the Canadian teams out in the first round, but <laughs> it's nothing against Canada or anything. Like, I just hate their guts. Just I go just, USA. Yeah, I just love seeing... Uh, like, if there was a couple Canadian teams in football, I would lo- think it would be hilarious every time that they were knocking the American teams out. It, it it brings me happiness and joy to see the country that founded the sport uh, get knocked out in the first round every year. Oh, so that's why. Yeah. No, I still I wouldn't like that. Why? You, you want a Canadian team to win? Oh, if America, no, the football for football, thing? yeah, no. I would. Did Did you know football was invented in Canada? Not the right kind of football. It wasn't the right. Wait, kind. soccer was invented in Canada. No, football, no, because the Canadian football league sucks. Yeah, the rules are way different. So real football, right up in here. The so, only sport we invented was baseball, and really, right? Didn't we invent baseball? It's like American. It's yeah. Americans' past. I'm pretty sure America's yeah. pastime, but it's boring. Very so, well. like, football, as in a quarterback, throws the ball to a yeah. receiver, was invented in Canada. Yeah. Okay. And Canadians, they're inventing a lot of cool stuff. Anywho, so, did anybody watch the game last night? Bru- which game? Uh, Lightning and Maple Leafs. No. Uh, well, the Lightning were up uh, 4-1 in the beginning of the third. That's how the third started. Uh, four to one. Four to one. So I turned it off. I was like, okay. I probably cool. would have turned it off too. I was like, cool. It's going to be tied up after today. That'll be great conversation tomorrow. And then I wake up and Toronto won five. They scored three in the third to tie it. They went to overtime and they scored again. Which they did score on a power play in overtime. Maybe the refs were Canadian. I don't know. Where were they? Were they? They were in Tampa, but that don't that don't make a difference. It's not like the refs of hockey are usually like hockey players or in different stuff. Well, I guess they're not all, but they they have to be able to skate really well. Where do you go to get people who skate really well? Canada or Russia. Or Russia, but, you know, with the war and everything going on over there, people really aren't encouraging Russians to come on over. (laughs) That was the problem with Toronto is their their big guys didn't play in the playoffs. They shied out of the light. Right now, uh, Mitch Marner leads all players with points with 10. He's got two goals, which, I mean, that's... That's good for four games, but all last year, uh, which, I mean, they only played seven games, but in seven games last year, he didn't score a goal. Mitch Martin didn't. Austin Matthews got leading the team with three goals. They, uh, I hate to say it, but they're looking pretty good. So oh. you're, you're a little nervous about them, them beating 
I I honestly would still rather if I had to pick between Lightning and Maple Leafs, I would still rather play the Maple Leafs. I don't think the Maple Leafs hit as much as Lightning. Now I could be wrong. I I don't watch their games. Plus the Bruins play the Maple Leafs better than they do the Lightning, right? Florida this teams. year they kind of played them both the same. They they sh- they're both division teams and they both have a lot of history. So it's they're both tough games. Either whichever one it is, it's not going to be an easy out. But I think I would rather Maple Leafs for the reason of like winnable because of the experience that Tampa has. Now, if the Maple Leafs win this first series win since 2004, then they have a fire in their belly and go and get some momentum and go on a run. Or they could be overhyped and then start losing the next series and kind of stretch their shoulders like, well, at least we won one. You know, it could go one way or the other. Hopefully it goes the other way if they end up, which they're going to end up winning. I don't think there's any way. I mean, it is so hard to come back in a series down 3-1. Yeah, right now it definitely looks like they're going to Yeah, because they're going back to Toronto for this next game and then back to Tampa. If Tampa wins in Toronto, they get one. They get another one. But kind of looks to me like Tampa's dead. Vazzy. Vasilevsky is one of the, the best goalie in the league right now, and he is... I don't know if it's just the fact that He's being left out to dry. I don't. I watched the games. It didn't look like he was, but he just not been playing good. Let me. Uh, he was. He's below nine hundred save percentage. Where are we at? Right here. What's like an average save percentage for a goalie? Average is around nine. Okay. I think so. He's below average. Is good. Good is like nine thirty. Well, really, above nine is good. If you're High eights, you're about average, probably. But in the playoffs, usually the good goalies really show out, and he's the best. And right now, he's played four games. He's won one, lost three. He has average goals allowed per game is 4.33. That is horrible. He has had shot 132 shot attempts. He's led in 19 goals, and he has saved 113. He is a .856. Those are horrible numbers for Vazzy. For him. Like, Igor is leading out of goalies that have played four games. Igor Shosturkin is. He's won four, or he's won two, lost two. He's got an average goal per game of 1.44. Saves, or he's shot against, he's got less shots against. He's only got 102 shot against. He's only led in six goals. And his he saved 96, and he has a save percentage of 0.941. That's the top, top guy right now. The next guy, the next top guy with four games is Allmark, and he's averaging 2.5 games or goals per game. 135 shot attempts, so he's faced more shots. He's led in 10, only 10 goals, and he saved 125. And his is 0.926. So for Vasilevsky, that is horrible. Mm-hmm. He has not played good. He's uh, goals or er, shots against are about average. There's teams, of course, that have allowed a lot less. Like wow, Alex Lyon, which he's only played three. But I mean, uh, Corpusello for LA, the Kings, 
He's been he's had a hundred he's faced 158 shots. Oof, that's a lot. And he's only let in 13 goals. Like that guy's on fire. He's and he's facing these shots aren't coming from just the average Joes. They're coming from Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid. I mean, it. Uh, McDavid was the number one player this year, right? Yeah, yeah. He's uh he's going to be the MVP, the Hart Trophy winner for sure. Uh, he was hit like a, over 150 go, uh, points. I think he had like 62, 63, 64, 65 goals somewhere around in there. <laughs> Keep guessing, maybe you'll get it. Pasta had 61 or 62. That's all I know. He got over 60. He's been quiet though in the playoffs. Anyway, Igor or Vasilevsky is usually they get into the playoffs. Vazzy never loses two games in a row, and he never loses a game seven. That's the big thing with this goalie. He's insane. He's not doing it for him anymore. They they played great that game. Like I said, I turned it off because they they were dominating the game. Toronto couldn't get anything going. They couldn't get the puck up ice. Even when they did, boom, it was back out. And then he drops it in the third. Yeah, they've lost three in a, three in a row now, right? Because then they win yes. the first one. Yeah, which it's unheard of. And that's why they're dead. I mean, that what are the odds that they, after playing the way they've played, are going to win three in a row against Toronto? Yeah, and they have to be demoralized at this point. Like, very unlikely that they have any chance at this point. I don't know how they would be feeling because they never faced this before as a team. To to be up by three or four goals to going to the third and to lose, that's demoralizing. Yeah. Yeah. Well it'll Especially be Especially when it's your third game in a row to lose. It'll be interesting to see how they handle it. Like, do they get super pissed and come out this next game with fire? Or are they demoralized and Yeah, you know, well, whatever. I mean, maybe they get into the locker room before this next game and uh, Stammer gets up there and gives a nice big long speech about how they're the lightning. They've gone to the last three cup finals. They've won two of them. They're not going out like this. And they take it to a game seven. That's really what I'm hoping for right now. I'd love to watch a game seven. Yeah. Whichever team makes it through this round, I want it to be seven games. I want them to have to work their butts off to get to the next round. So that they're. <laughs> Other than the Bruins, you want the Bruins to just slide on? Through? Yeah, I want. So I want the Canes and Islanders to go to seven. And I want. The Leafs and Lightning to go to seven. They, man. It, so, uh, I think, uh, what was it? The Leafs have scored 19 goals total. And Matthews is their leader with three. So, they're getting it from everywhere. Marner has two. Matthews has three. Nylander has two. Ryan O'Reilly has two. Morgan Riley has two. Tavares has three. Nolachari's got two. The two guys from St. Louis have four goals total. It's pretty good. Plus, Achari's been a menace. He's been getting hits. And then you've got Yarncrook has one. Are you sure you pronounced that name right? Yarncrook? Yeah, I did. I actually was going to pronounce it Jarn, and then I remembered uh, it being said. Probably when that goal was scored. And I was like, oh, that's Yarncrook. Uh, Aston Reese has scored one, and Kerfoot scored the game winner last night. Like that's pretty good. If you can spread the games out or spread the goals out, it's a whole team effort. That's what's scary. Usually during the season, Toronto wins because of 
Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, Nylander, and uh, what's what the heck is their captain's name? Tavares. Tavares, Mitch Marner go completely dead in the playoffs. Matthews struggles because people are hanging on him and hitting him. And Nylander's usually, I think Nylander's pretty good in the playoffs. Now they're all spreading it out and playing well. <laughs> oh, great for Nate Leafs fans, but I mean, that's the Cowboys. They're the Cowboys. No one wants the Cowboys to win besides Cowboys fans. The Canadian Cowboys. Yeah, they they well, I guess kind of makes sense though because the national like the national leaf of Canada's the Maple Leaves. Yeah, they Where's, they out of the game. Canada's team. Yeah, so Canada's team. Where's the Cowboys are America's team? Mm-hmm. I don't know why the Cowboys are America's team. They just started calling themselves that. Nobody stopped them. It's good marketing. If anybody, they if started any, cheerleaders. If any team should be America's team, it should be the Patriots. Uh, based on name alone. Name alone and win record. Location too, because that's kind of where America yeah, was New started. England. They have the most Super Bowls, like or they're tied. They have six. I think Pittsburgh's got six too. But still, like you or Pittsburgh would be a better America's team. Steel, mm. yeah, yeah. Except everyone hates Pittsburgh. That's that's a thing. It, like I said, Lightning's not sucking. These are great games. One team's not dominating the other. It looks like it on paper on a couple of the games, but it's definitely like a close. Uh, game one, Lightning goes to Toronto, wins seven to three. Game two in Toronto, Leafs win seven to two. Then they go to Tampa, Leafs win three four in overtime. Then in game four in Tampa, Leafs win five four in overtime. Flipping close. Yeah, other than the seven two game. Yeah, 7-2 and 7-3. They they knocked each other around in the first two, and then they each took a turn, and then it's been close overtime since then. Just go to game seven. Let's go to seven with that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you, you Leafs dead? Or uh, Lightning dead? Lightning dead. Yeah, yeah, Lightning's dead. I agree. I'm, 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 I feel confident killing off the Lightning. Though I would love to make it to a game seven and... And see that, but yeah, Canes Islanders. Have you watched any of those games? Not a whole lot. I've turned it on for a bit, but I haven't watched any whole games. Have you ever seen uh, like a python, like a video of a python killing a deer? <laughs> mm-hmm. It looks like every once in a while the deer will kick and may even stand up and rah, fight a little bit, and you just enough for you to be like, "Oh damn!" And then the python twists a little harder. And- Drops him back down. That's how this series has been. I've watched these games because they're on the same time Boston is so far. Mm-hmm. So I've switched in between the two during commercials. Man, game one, close, close, hard hitting, blood fest. One to two, Hurricanes win. I was like, holy crap. The Islanders held the Hurricanes to two points. That's insane. Game two goes to overtime, four three. Yeah, then I'm like, okay, holy cow, holy, Islanders are getting their offense together now. This is crazy. Then game three, Islanders actually beat them two one. They hold the Hurricanes to one point. Then I was like, all right, all right, Islanders may tie this up. 
And then five to two, Canes beat him. I'm like, oh man. Islanders are winning two zero right now, though. Yeah, but I mean, I guess to just it's still early in the game, just but. to take it to. And the problem with the Hurricanes are they only need three minutes and to score three goals. Mm-hmm. They're one of those teams that can just pow, 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 pow. The Islanders' offense, they have to get up first. If they don't get up first, they can't catch you. Every time the lead, or the Canes get up, which even if they don't, like, that's that's the Islanders' best chance. That doesn't guarantee them the win. They've got a really good defense, and they'll smother you. But a team can still catch them. They can't catch another team. So if they're not up first... They're basically dead. Whoever scores first in these games is a huge deal. Them being up two right now, what is it, the second 10 minutes left, 11 minutes left? They could... Uh, I don't know. Look at the offensive zone time difference. Eight to four minutes this period? Like, that's not, you're not going to be able to withstand that. No, not... Sorokin's great, but... And the Islanders' defense is great, but the Canes' offense is great, and you give them eight minutes of zone time in the first, what is it, ten minutes of this uh, period? Yeah. You're not going to be able to hold that. That's a hurricane coming, and you're in a single wide. <laughs> That's not where you want to be when a hurricane's coming. Not even no. a double wide. So the Hurricanes, Sebastian Ajo, Not been great, but leads the team in points with five. That's insane. Even though it's been a lower scoring uh, series between these two. I mean, the Hurricanes are winning three to one right now in the series, and they've only scored 12 goals. It hasn't taken much. No, it's been pretty low scoring games. Yeah. And so Ajo leads the team with two goals and five points. Yeah. <laughs> Brent Burns, their defenseman, leaves the assist with five. And then penalty minutes is uh, Chatfield. I cannot find, and maybe somebody can help me if they've watched this far. I doubt it. We're already like five minutes in. Everybody shut off by now. Uh, where the hell do I find hits? Because I'm pretty sure Charlie Mad Mac is leading in that. And I want to be able to see who's... That's one they actually track? They track hits? Yeah, heck yeah, they track hits. Before, uh, I think it was before game four, he had 20 hits. In the first three games, which is insane for him. He's not like he's physical, but he usually doesn't have a ton of hits. But boy, oh boy, is he turning around. Anyway. Uh, uh I feel like right now the Islanders wow, the Islanders have scored eleven goals. So just one less? Yeah. What a weird series. Wait, how does because if you have one game where you score a lot and the other team doesn't score a lot, okay. and, then, they, and yeah, then you're about yeah, even. That makes more sense. Uh, yeah, that, there's not to, like I hate to be this way, but this series is kind of over. Uh, Islanders may win tonight, but. Yeah, I don't know if I'm as ready to call this one over as I am the Leafs Lightning. If, if the Islanders win tonight, I think they're still in it. If they lose tonight, then yeah, it's over. It is in Carolina, too. You're right. So if they win here, uh, they just need to win four, right? Ranta's they are, or Canes are not good uh, away in the playoffs. Come at the start of this series, the Canes' record in the playoffs was eight zero at home and zero and seven away. So they are not good on the road. No. So Islander, you're right. Islanders do have a chance if they can beat them in K- 
Carolina tonight and then go back home and get them again, it'll go to seven. But then game seven's in Carolina. They beat them at once. Let them all go to seven. If it goes to seven, it's a coin toss. But I think, I don't know, man. I just don't see Islanders being able to knock out the Canes. They watching the games, which really this series has been the only series that I've seen that I thought has been harder hitting than the Bruins and the Panthers. And I have hated that. Love the action, but at the same time, Bruins are leaking with injuries right now. If they lose another centerman, we're screwed. Went down to Florida, down their top two centermen. Won two games. What a shocker. I told text you that night, game three, with Bergeron and Krejci weren't coming to play. I was like, yeah, I'll be surprised. All right, so you don't think Islanders are dead. I think they're dead. I'm not counting them out yet. I'm on. They're dead. Flipping awesome series. Not, not in the way that I wanted it to go, but... It's tied right now. 2-2. Wild and the Stars. I didn't see this one being this close. I thought the Stars would have taken the Wild down in five games, maybe six, but I didn't see it being this close. See, the Wild aren't a bad team. They aren't an amazing team, but they're good in the playoffs. They got big guys. They got... uh, What's... Revo. They got Revo from... Ryan Reeves, they got him from uh, New York. He's a big hitter. They got another guy back there. They got uh, Felino, Marcus Felino. They got a lot of thunder. So they're a good playoff team. Kaprizov's a beast. But now they're getting it from other uh, other players, too, this year. Like last year, Kaprizov was kind of just, team was hanging on him. He was pulling them. They got some meat this year, and now they're able to hold their own. Way better than I thought they were going to. The fact that they beat Dallas in Dallas in game one in double overtime, I was I was surprised at that game. But then Dallas came out, beat him seven to three in game two. Uh, okay, okay. It was a f- it was just Dallas, young guys in Dallas. You're like, oh, we're in the playoffs. Then the Stars lose in Minnesota 5-1. Like, holy crap. Stars win 3-2 in game four in Minnesota. Now it's back in Dallas for game five. Tonight, 8 o'clock. I, uh, this one's wide open. Absolutely wide open. Flipping tough, tough game to call. Yeah. Have you watched any of these? A few minutes. I haven't watched a ton, but I've watched a few minutes. Sheesh. Sheesh. Dallas is flipping fun to watch, but... You got guys like Kaprizov, uh, Marcus Foligno is a beast. He so the last game, I think, I think the Wild should have won. Marcus Foligno got called for a uh, roughing call. That was uh, a normal check. I can't believe even all of the the panel during the next or the period the intermission were all like, ah, I don't know what the heck that was. He was pissed. There was a couple calls in that game that went for toward Dallas that was like, ah, come on. So maybe maybe uh, the powers that be want Dallas to win this, and they're up to two nothing right now. What are you saying? Hockey's rigged. No, I'm saying <laughs> those calls sucked. Bad. 
It uh, Marcus Johansson too used to play for the Bruins. He's on the Wild, so he's a beast. <laughs> uh, Ryan Hartman actually leads Minnesota in goals right now with two. They're another team that's getting it from everywhere, but they've only scored thirteen. Like Toronto scored a bunch. They scored nineteen. I think they might be leading. It's a little scary for the Bruins. No, because the Bruins have a lot better defense than the Lightning does right now. If you watched, if you watched most of the games, besides like uh, the Canes and the Islanders, Canes and the Islanders, whew, they're just hitting each other so much that the defense is able to tighten down. But the Bruins' defense, they had a sloppy, sloppy, sloppy game in Game Three, where they couldn't transition. We're not talking about the Bruins. Oh, <laughs> but other like the Bruins have a better defense, so I'm not as worried about the high scoring because the defense can lock them down when they need to. Uh, Rupe Hints, Centerman for Dallas, leads what? them in goals with four. What's his name? Uh, Rupe Rupe Hints Hints Z Hints Hints like H I N Z. H I N T Z. So like hints, hmm. like hints, but hints. Hints. Yeah, it's There's it's difference. You know, and then I mean, I think. Oh wow, Max Domi's twenty-four minute in the penalty box. Oh, Steve Doggy, you getting into some <coughs> trouble, boy? Mm-hmm. Keep your lip clean, son. But then you got uh, Tyler Sagan's scored three goals too. He's an old Bruin, I believe. I don't think he was on the... No, he was not on the 11 team, but he was on the 2013 team that went all the way to the final and lost to the Blackhawks. Tyler Sagan, I think he's one of Brad Marchand's best friends. But he's done... He's an older guy. He's done really good. And as we can see tonight, they're probably going to go up 3-2. This one, I have no idea. Um, It could go either way. It's a complete coin toss. I want Dallas to win. Oh, I'm rooting for Minnesota. Are you really? <clears throat> yeah. I don't like Dallas. Oh, that's right. Cowboys. <laughs> Texas. Yeah. I hear Dallas. I think Cowboys. <clears throat> Can't help it. Call them Texas. Just Texas hockey. Don't call them the Stars. Or Dallas. Call them Texas <laughs> hockey. It's the only team in Texas. Texas hockey. Is it the only team in Texas? Yeah. For now. They're talking about putting one in Houston. Might as well. I mean, it's a big enough state. It can handle two for sure. Oh, yeah. Plus, Houston's begging for it. Begging. Have you watched any hockey? Haven't had time. Well, you're working the night shift. Yeah, that's, that's when the games, that's when the games are on. What time? You get off at 6 in the morning. Oh, yeah, you're going to mess six, them all. Yeah, 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., so I don't see any of them. You can't turn them on in your break room or something? I would definitely. We don't have a TV in the break room. Oh. I would have them on on my phone. I'll be walking around. Well, you guys need to fix. Yeah, I'll get you, Flight 99. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, go! That's probably why it's good that I'm not working at an airport, maybe, mm-hmm. huh? You get all the passengers on the plane staring at you, and you're just watching a hockey game instead of fixing the bridge. Would you guys shut up? They're fighting. <laughs> we will land you at intermission. <laughs> Oilers and Kings has been way, way better than I thought. I thought the Oilers were going to crush them. So I apologize to the Kings. All year long, I believe, if we go back into 
or past videos, I think I've been shitting on the Kings. Ah, oh, yeah. they're not that good. I remember a time or two where you shit on them. Yeah, like, oh, it's just the Kings. Frick, they're good. Man. Well, I mean, letting the Oilers come back Sunday night and beat them in overtime, <laughs> not good. But holy crap. That game one, uh, the Oilers came out and were just un- undressing them. It looked bad. It was 2 nothing. They didn't score it 2 nothing in the first. Uh, and it didn't even look like it was it looked like a pro team playing a high school team. I was like, "Jeez." Second period, it was like the Kings came out and were like no more. Completely locked it down. I was like, "All right, this is a competitive game. Damn. Damn." Third period starts. Oilers get one. Kings get three. It's all tied up. Goes to overtime. Kings double one and OT and win it. I was like, damn, okay. Okay. I hear you, Kopitar. <laughs> then uh game two. Where, where are we at? Game two, Oilers spank them four to two. Game three, Kings are like, not so quick. It's back in our house. They beat him three two. Then game four, Oilers win again in over in overtime. This one was bad. I believe I fell asleep before the end of this one because it starts at 10. It's hard to stand for. Plus, I thought for sure the Kings had him. In the first, the first period ended, Kings had three. Usually, if a team scores three goals in the first period, the damn thing's over. <laughs> Go to bed. Turn mm-hmm. off your TV. Celebrate <clears throat> if it's your team. Cry if it's not. In the second period, Kings scores zero. The Oilers are like, we can score three in a period and tied it up. <laughs> then sc- they each score one in the third. It goes to overtime. Oilers score to win it. Like, what the frick is going on? Like, do they? I guess the Kings have the same mindset I did. They're all going in, ha- high fiving each other, like, hey, game's over, brothers. Yeah, yeah crack open the brewskis. Like, what the hell? I don't know. That series, really every series, besides, I haven't enjoyed the Canes and the Islanders as much as the other ones. I've really enjoyed the Wild in Dallas, really enjoyed uh, the next one we're talking about. No, not the next one. One farther down the line. Oilers and Kings, though, surprised how much I'm enjoying it. Uh, Leon, are you able to say his name normally, or does it always have to be said like that? Said like what? <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> so I was fine. I don't know what you're saying. I was just saying. <laughs> yep, that's got it. The normal way to say it. Yeah, that's how you say his name. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not my. I'm not changing my voice or anything. I don't know what you're talking about. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Sheesh. You answered my question. Sheesh. While we're talking about Dracito. He's also he's tied for the lead right now in goals. I'm pretty sure. Hold on. Let me verify that before I just talk out my butt cheeks. <laughs> we don't want Rosen getting on us again. I don't think that dude's ever going to turn on another one of our videos. <laughs> That's what's so fun about mentioning his name all the time. Yes. So Leon Dreisaitl is tied with most goals in the playoffs so far with five. Would you be shocked if he commented on this video and said, I'm still listening? Rosen. I would give him a uh, 
Dude, I'll try to do the salute emoji back. Like, <laughs> appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you. And Leon Dreisaitl was leading the team in points. Oh, I thought Connor McDavid was the best. Nine. Dreisaitl. <laughs> <laughs> I want... If if Bergeron retires, I want the Bruins to go get Dreisaitl. Just he, because you like saying his name? And because he's, a, he's the, the best center in the league besides Bergeron. So if the best center in the league retires, the Bruins should go get... The best center in the league. Yeah. So fill that spot so that they'll just never not have the best center in the league. Yeah. Makes sense. Evander Kane is a really good defense or left winger. They have Kane, and then who am I thinking is their defenseman? Uh, Nurse. Darnell Nurse. He's a really good defenseman. The Oilers are... uh, JoJo might get that bottle. <laughs> that will be a good because the Oilers' offense is good, but they picked up uh, Ekholm, a defenseman, at the trade deadline, and that was always the Oilers' problem was their their defense was wasn't horrible, but it wasn't good. Like had a hole in it. They needed. Yeah, to plug. every once in a while they had to score seven games, seven points to win, <laughs> uh-huh, stuff uh-huh. like that. It wasn't every game, but it was every once in a while. I was like, you gotta work, son, because the goalie was off there eating lollipops. Now, it's one guy, one freaking guy, and all of a sudden they can lock down teams. Uh, they scare me out of the West. Right now, they're the biggest threat. I'm hoping the Kings knock them off. Again, dissing on the Kings. Mm-hmm. I just said the Oilers are the biggest threat. The Kings are going toe-to-toe with them right now. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, don't let the Oilers go. <laughs> the Kings are like, yeah, you wait, son. But the Kings, they ditched their goalie. Jonathan Quick. So, I mean, karma's coming. They didn't even tell him. That ice or bubbles or... Yeah, that's black floating around in there. And I'm just going to drink it. <laughs> it's good for you. Uh, yeah, Kopitar is leading in points with six. Kempe. Adrian Kempe is leading their team with three goals. And the, they've scored 13 total... See what the Oilers have scored. Total 14. Yeah, 19 is a lot. So far, they've got everybody by about five goals. Um, but Copercello, their Kings goalie. Hey, I don't know. I had not heard his name before that. I don't know how long he was a backup for the Kings, but So they just dropped their goalie or they traded they him? They dropped their goal. Well, they traded him, but I mean they kind of like traded him. Behind his back to a did we did we talk team. about this? Yes. Time? Yeah. There, yeah. He was like out of, quick, he was like out of town playing. And yeah. Like, they he gets out, done with the game. He's getting on the bus, yeah. leaving the arena in a away game, and they pull him off the bus and like, hey, you got traded, and, and mm. not just hey, you got traded, but you got traded to the Blue Jackets. He was going to retire. Didn't he get traded Oof. from the Blue Jackets to another team though? Go Knights. It worked out for him, all right. It ended up working out all right, but he was planning on retiring. Either way, the dude won him two cups, and they don't even, like, hey, buddy, you're being shopped. Yeah. They're just like, <laughs> this one's awkward. <laughs> While you're uh, out of town, we're going to go ahead and get rid of you, so we don't have to talk yeah, to you in how did that? How did that conversation go? I would love to have been a fly on the wall for that. The GM's like, I know uh, you're best friends with everybody on the team. <laughs> Uh, you did win us two Stanley Cups. The first one fully on was just you. Uh, but 
you know. Okay, bye. Yeah, okay, bye. Exactly. <laughs> okay, bye. Uh, anyway, here's a piece of paper. It's a letter I wrote to you because I really can't say it in person. And I couldn't write a song, so bye. <laughs> it, I hope that would be a wicked series to see Gold Knights Kings. I said it once I traded him, second round, and they start Jonathan Quick, and he kills their team. Yeah, I would want to watch that series if, if that one comes. I don't think it will, though. Yeah, who, who you got on this? Who you got in this series? It's tied two to two right now. Oilers they are playing Mon. What? No, they're playing Saturday. Games. That's game six. No. Okay. Here we go. Jeez Louise. They're playing tonight, nine thirty. Sorry. Sorry. Gosh. Oilers and Kings. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm gonna go with the Oilers. Man, I'm. I want to say Kings, but I think I'm gonna go with the Oilers. I crapped on the Kings all year, so I got to take them. I the. Besides the last game where they let their pants get pulled down. In the third, uh, Kings, baby. Let's go. Let's get this Gold Knights, Kings, yeah. Yeah. second round going. This, okay, so so out of all of the series, you probably can't, th- maybe not think of them all off your head right now. Out of all of the series that were lined up, which one did you think was going to be uh, most likely a sweep? I know where you're going with this. Avalanche Kraken. Is that the one you picked? Because I would have... I, that was for sure my... So if Boston got Pittsburgh, I was going to pick sweep. <clears throat> they didn't. They got the Panthers. And I was scared to even pick Boston to win. Just because <laughs> it's Florida. And they... Something's freaky with Boston and Florida. This one, Kraken's second year in the league... First time ever in the playoffs. A band of misfits. Two to two. Yeah. Flipping incredible. My wife's going to buy a Kraken jersey because she loves the colors. (laughs) They're getting fans because of their colors. And when a team just, I don't know, when new teams do good, like Golden Knights their first year, when I think to the final or the conference final or something like that, Everybody loved them all year long because they were good. And then once they started making it in the playoffs, they were the most hated team in the league. Is Everybody this, wanted them out. Will this be the same situation though, where everyone's like, oh, yeah, underdogs, Kraken, they start getting further and further and they just flip on them? I, th- I don't know. I think it's different because the Kraken, it's not their first year. And second. last year, <laughs> oof the man. <laughs> it was a rough one. I think they were the fourth pick in the draft. Not saying the NHL is rigged, but what if they do this to get new <clears throat> teams fans so like they tried it with the golden knights and they realized oh shit uh maybe we shouldn't do that in the first year because people don't like it kraken we can do it in the second year just saying it would be it would be a good right it'd be be a good me, way it, also i think they're trying to add a bunch of teams i think like i think they want to add two more teams um so this would be a way of like hey look it only took kraken two years to be relevant in the league mm-hmm. like come on Get a team. Look at look at the crack house. It's rocking. <laughs> I can see that. I don't want to think about that. Because right now, whenever I think about start like thinking about rigging, I'm like, it would be perfect for them to rig it for the Bruins. It's Bergeron's last year. Mm. Krejci's probably last year. Boston hasn't won since 2011. What does that do for the league though? Uh it gives them a wow season. Wow, the greatest season ever a hockey team has mm-hmm. ever had. 
if they win the cup. That's what this season will be. If they don't win the cup, it's nothing. If their if their goal though is to add more expansion teams, wouldn't they want the Kraken to win? The Kraken won't win. They won't. I don't think they'll go far enough to let the Kraken win if they were going to do it. Because, I mean, I think that's going to hurt the league more than it'll help them. Mm-hmm. If they, I don't know, because there's so many different. I've racked my brain on what trying to think what they're trying to do. If they were trying to do something. If it's rigged. Yeah, if it's rigged, because like Canada has not won a cup in a long time. <clears throat> Toronto hasn't won a cup since 67. So the fact that Canada hasn't won a cup in a long time, maybe they picked Toronto, the most popular team in the league, to finally win a cup since they are. And to do it by beating the team that set a ton of records. To yeah. Bruin. See, that's the scary stuff. See, I don't like thinking about that. <laughs> But that's what I keep. There's so many avenues for me. I'm like, geez, I don't even know. But anyway, I'll stop derailing your conversation now. The Kraken and the Avalanche. Kraken are the defending Stanley Cup champions, and or the Kraken. <laughs> the Kraken. The Avalanche are the defending Stanley Cup champions, and the Kraken are just happy to be there. Mm-hmm. They go to Colorado in Game One, win three to one. Definitively, that was a dominating game, dominating performance. The Avalanche looked, they almost looked surprised though. Like they were like, oh, the game was ending and they were like, oh, okay, so we have to play. The first games though had a lot of unexpected. It usually winners. does. But this one, I think the my excuse for the Avalanche would be they weren't playing. They didn't expect to have to play to beat Kraken. And then they got in there, and they were like, holy crap. Even though Kraken's a playoff team, Kraken did good all year long. They had to have been like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is an expansion team. Like, We, we can take it easy. Yeah, we track. got an easy one. They're like, okay, crap. Second game in Colorado, they barely beat them three to two. Like, Kraken was right on their ass. Then they go to Seattle, and the Avalanche become the Avalanche. I'm pretty sure the Kraken were up. And, uh... Yeah, so the Kraken took the lead, or they tied it up in the second. And then me and my wife were watching the game. She was wanting the Kraken to win. She was like, okay, it's Kraken just tied it. I, we, they got a chance. I was like, well, the problem is Colorado's one of those teams, three minutes, three goals. They're that in Kraken or not. And sure enough, third period, they score three, Kraken scores one, end up winning six to four. Um, where am I going here? But then game four, Kraken wins in overtime 3-2. Tomorrow night, they play again in Colorado. Yes. They're back in Colorado. It's all tied up. What's your predictions on this series? Grubauer, the Kraken's goalie, damn good. Damn good. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like the Kraken are going to end up winning this in Game 7, but I want the Avalanche to win. You think Kraken might actually get them? See, I am leaning that way for one reason. Goaltending. Gorgiev? Not been good. And that is the reason why Colorado is losing or tied in the series right now. 
their goaltender cannot get his shit together. Where, meanwhile, Grubauer is destroying it. Let's see here. Let's... Where... I need to pull up the player stats again. Because that... I've I've been I've been pretty impressed. And they're playing the cup champions and he's been right he's got well, that's wins, never mind. Dang, I can't find the flipping keep I've got too many tabs on my computer. I'm sorry. <laughs> too many tabs. Just too many. Uh but yeah, anyway, way more interesting than I thought it would be. Yeah. If Kraken wins, it's because of goaltending. And that's going to Avalanche fans are going to be even more pissed that they got rid of Kempe. Or, uh, yeah. What was their goalie? Yeah, Kemp. No. What was the goalie's name last year? He won him the cup. I can't even think of his name. Ah, no big deal. They won't win it this year. Unless they can pull something together. So your prediction is if it goes to game seven, Kraken gets it? Yep. I would rather see the Avalanche win it because I think they'll be able to do more later on. And someone has to stop the Bruins. I'm not as scared right now. Well, I mean, the Avalanche are scary. They've got McKinnon, McCarr, and Ranton and all them guys. But I don't know, man. I think Nichushkin is off right now for personal issues. That's going to be a big loss for him, too. Oopsies. Um... Yeah, Miko Rantanen's leading their team with five goals. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Where the hell is... uh? What's McKinnon got? Let's see. McKinnon's got two goals. What about McCarr? He's only got one. Hmm. That's changed from last year. McCarr and McKinnon... McCarr especially. I think he won the Con Smythe last year, which is the MVP of the playoffs. I... I have a hard time believing that uh, Colorado is going to lose this series. If they do that, I'll be shocked. But I'm taking Colorado. I would rather the Kraken win, though. Give me Colorado. Winnipeg. Winnipeg and Vegas. I haven't really been able to get into this series. I like the Knights. I don't care for Winnipeg. Yeah, I like to see Butch go to round two, but I don't want to see Butch... I, I was joking about it last week about it'd be funny to see Butch Cassidy going up against his old team in you the don't Cup see that, final. Though, do you? At the same time, I'm like, he basically has all their social security numbers. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it would be tough to beat him and have to beat him four times when yeah. he knows how every single player plays and he was their coach for like five years. Sheesh. So. After cons- more consideration, I think I would rather a different team make it. <laughs> they look pretty good, but man, they have, which I guess every team does, especially Boston's had these moments in their games where it's like, what are you doing? But they've, there's been a few games where I'm like, man, eek. But at the same time, game one, Jets 5 1 over them, then they come back 5 2. Then they win again 5-4. Then they win again 4-2. They've been scoring. They can flat out score. The Jets Jets scored thir- have scored a total of 13 goals so far. And Golden Knights scored f- only 15. Why does it always feel like more? Hmm. Uh, the Golden Knights goalie has been pretty darn good too. 
pretty darn good. But the Jets have supposed to be a better goalie. He was a better goalie all year long in uh, uh, versus Leak. Yeah, I'm going to screw that one up. I'm just going to go ahead and look it up. <laughs> Let's see. Complete leaders. Oh, never mind. Hallibuck. Connor Hallibuck. He's right now, he's ranked 15 in goals against. Not very good. Not very good. But, I mean, what do I know? Uh, it's 3-1. Jets are dead. Yeah, I'm calling the Jets dead. Uh, Partially next, because I want them to be dead. Next <laughs> game is in Vegas, too. So, yeah, Jets are dead. Bye-bye, Canadian team. That's good. It's good. I'm not a huge Knights fan or Jets fan. I just don't want the Canadian teams getting any farther. America, son. America. America. Super, super good series. For only the fact that it was a rivalry, but it hasn't looked like a rivalry. Like, Rangers... Devils is rivalry game. Uh, I believe, now I may be wrong on this, I'm pretty sure that when the Devils first got their team, since they were so close to the Rangers and one other team, maybe it was uh, Pittsburgh? Maybe? It was either Pittsburgh or the Flyers. The Devils had to pay a royalty to the Rangers and one other team. Because they're going to be stealing fans? Yes. So there's a huge... Devils f- hated the Rangers, and it became both sides because they they were taking their hate out on them, and they started hating back. Does New Jersey have any other professional sports teams, or is it just the Devils? Yeah, they have a uh, USFL team. That doesn't count. <laughs> Well, I tried. They probably have a <laughs> soccer team or something. I don't know. They're, they're so just, small and they're so yeah, close to New York. They have Why do they such even a big population? And all really, they have uh, two football pro football teams: the Jets and the Giants. The Jets play. Do they both play in New Jersey? They both play MetLife Stadium in uh, New Jersey, Rutherford, New Jersey. I knew the Jets did. I didn't know the Giants did. I believe they still share that stadium. Hmm. So if so, they played each other, they'd be both playing at home. Yeah, that's. That's kind of the cool thing about it, I guess. I don't know if they still... I thought the Giants were building a stadium, but I don't know. I know that for the longest time they shared MetLife Stadium, and I think they still do. So technically, the Jets and the Giants are both Jersey teams, not New York. The only team that actually plays in New York is Buffalo. Because that's further north. Yep. Rangers looked like... Uh, it looked like it was going to be a sweep. 5-1 to one in Game 1, 5-1 to one in Game 2. And those, both those games were in New Jersey. Then the Rangers was like, and won 2-1 in New York. Then they won 3-1 in New York and tied it up. They won last, last night. I was like, all right. All right, this is a series again. It's all tied, though. And the Rangers just completely dominated those first two. And just, just lost. <clears throat> I mean, the game three was in overtime. The Devils are the young team, right? Yes. Maybe those old guys are just starting to wear out already. I don't mm-hmm. know, man. I don't think, I don't think those veterans are going to let the series, like round one, slip away. Kane's only there one year. They got and and the the Russian guy from uh, Tarasenko. He's only there one year too. He's at, he's gone after this year. 
So they got to make it work. And I don't I don't know. I don't think they they let it slip. They could definitely. The Rangers are winning or the Devils are winning good sound hockey. I mean, close game. They're battling it out. Two the Rangers won. They got up quick and just ran away with it. I don't know. Maybe if the Rangers can keep it or the Devils can keep it close, they can bring back. But I, I could, just could have been the turning point. I just can't. I can't go against the vets on the Rangers. I well, mean, I wouldn't be betting, betting on the Devils. No, but you could just see it. I mean, I could see I could it see either it. way, but I just have a harder time seeing the Devils winning than the Rangers. Kreider's one of the other score leaders with five goals. He leads in points with six. Um, I mean, they, they have Adam Fox, who's one of the top defensemen in the league. Patrick Kane, who's won three Stanley Cups. Chris Kreider, who's a great playoff left winger. Uh, Panarin, who I'm pretty sure won a cup with Kane at one point in Chicago. He's a really good wing. Mika Zibanejad, incredible for, or center. Then... Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko, right winger. Another, he, he's awesome in the playoffs. Vincent Trocek, great center. Jacob Truba, hard-hitting defenseman. They have all these guys, and they have Shesterkin, who right now is has been the best goalie in the playoffs. Yeah, just... I know they lost those two games in at home, but... I have a hard time going against that, that roster. I feel like they're going to get it together over a bunch of guys that it's their first year in the playoffs. I mean, Jack Hughes, Jasper Brat. Timo Meyer has been just, he can't get out of the penalty box. <laughs> um, I don't know. Jack Hughes is a minus one. Uh, Dougie Hamilton, who's their best defenseman, is a minus two. Eric Collins minus two. They got a lot of minuses, even though plus minus is supposedly a pointless stat. It's like, I just, I don't see it. But how did they beat them? Those two games, two in a row. I just, I, I guess I can't pick against uh, the Rangers roster. Maybe I'm stupid. And maybe these young guys are going to be like, all right, we're about to gas the old men. But I'm on, I'm on Rangers. With this series, I'm I'm on Rangers too. I'm calling Rangers, but I I could see the Devils coming back, just because they're young. We're finally there. See, I saved it for the last because I knew it was gonna I was gonna talk about it for a while. The Bruins and the Panthers. Uh, Matthew Kachuk needs to be suspended. <laughs> <laughs> How many more cheap shots is this guy going to be able to get? Then it goes to the panel in the intermission, and they're like, oh, you know, he's doing what you need to do. You know, you got to try to get in those hits while you can when the ref's not looking. Like, bull. (laughs) Dude, this guy is a scumbag. A freaking scumbag. And then he comes up behind Hathaway and slams him, like, right in the kidney in the back. Hathaway goes down, and he's on the ice. And he gets called for a cross-check, of course. Hathaway limps off and goes down to the locker room. And then in the intermission, he's like, well, you know, we got to try to stay out of the penalty box. And, you know, uh, apparently all you got to do is just 
get cross-checked and go down, and then you get a penalty. So <laughs> I'm like, you mother. Like, somebody needs to beat his face in. I'm like, no, it's just a game. It's just a game. I'm like, somebody get him. <laughs> it's 3-1. It's 3-1. That one game, though, was bad. That was hard to watch. 6-3 to three in Boston. Yeah, that one had me a little nervous for Boston after that. Yeah. So did I. I was like, oh, that's just what they needed heading down to Miami. Now, Gah. they end up, no Patrice. Plus, so they win game one with Krejci. Game two, Krejci does not go. They lose 6-3. Then they're flying down to Florida. Krejci and Bergeron aren't even on the flight. They didn't go to Florida. That's when game three was about to start, and I was texting Lance. I was like, hey, man, if they win this game, I'll be shocked. They pull it out four to two. Game four, again, thought Panthers were going to get them, and it was going to go back to Boston 2-2. Two, two. Now, honestly, after no crate, you know, Bergeron, I would have been happy with that. They somehow pull out a stunner six to two. Now we're going back to Boston, 3-1. Just one more. One more, we get break time. Yeah. Bergie, so I want to know what you would do. So they just went down to Florida, won two games pretty handily. The series has been uh, a UFC fight so far with the amount of hits and, I mean, crashing hits. And cheap shots and different things going on. We're going back to Boston game five. You're up 3-1. You just handled them at their home. Would you start Bergeron? Because the only game they've lost was in Boston, that makes me a little uncomfortable. Like, they could lose another one at Boston. It wouldn't be that big of a surprise to me. So, yeah, I would say start him. I mean, at the, you don't want to let them back get in. their foot back in the door. And then actually be able to take take the lead. So no, I would I would start him just to be cautious because it is the playoffs. It... See the panel after the game said, No way would I start Krejci or Bergeron when they handled him like this. If they're healthy, absolutely. It's exactly what Montgomery said, Bruins coach. He was like, if Bergeron's healthy and the doctors have cleared him to play, he'll be on the ice in T D Garden. Krejci probably won't. I don't think he's gonna be ready. That's kind of how, at first I was like, oh, I can kind of see that point, you know. Maybe Bergie get a rest if they win it in five. He's had a rest. Yeah. One game's not going to take him out that much. Well, you'll be out this game, and then you'll have the rest until the next series starts if they win it. If they don't win it, then you screwed the other guys. So, yeah, I would. I think if, he, if he's ready to play, let him play. I don't, I mean, I know Kachuk and all them other scumbags are going to be trying to hurt him, but if he's good. Let's, like you said, you don't want them to get, if they go up to TD Garden and win and then they get to go back to Florida for a game to take it to game seven, that's going to be a huge momentum boost. Mm -hmm. You do not want them back in the series because it's freaking Florida. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping Bergie plays tomorrow night, seven o'clock. Guess what I'm going to be doing tomorrow at seven o'clock? Uh, Probably watching kids. Cutting your lawn, mowing grass. No, I did that last night. <laughs> Done. It was supposed to rain all week, and it didn't rain today. I was pretty mad because I didn't want to cut it last night, but I was like, ah, it's going to rain all week. 
get home tonight. And I was like, could have freaking cut it tonight. Boston's who? Guess who's leading in goals for Boston? Yeah. I'm assuming it's not pasta because that's the obvious choice. It's not McAvoy. Um, the guy I always said was a thoroughbred. Uh, I can't think of his name. Who's the not the guy that hits it like the the the, the bruiser? What's his name? Brad Marshan? Is it Marshan? No, he's not a thoroughbred. He's just he's a rat. I, I would say not him, but uh, I can't think of anyone else. Taylor though. Hall. Yeah, I never would have said the that name. Thoroughbred. <laughs> he's the thoroughbred. <laughs> thoroughbred. Uh, he's going to smoke that clown. Four goals, seven points. Dmitry Orlov, that defenseman they picked up from the Capitals, he's been incredible. He's leading in assists with five. Tyler Bertuzzi, biggest surprise this playoffs. Holy crap. I've never seen a player pass like this guy. His passes have been incredible. All game long. And he's leading in penalty minutes with 26. <laughs> so you're saying you're happy with them picking him up? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, he also has two goals, four assists. Jake DeBrusque has been incredible. Three goals, two assists. Brad Marchand's changed. Once Bergeron wasn't starting, he's got the A on his jersey so he's one of the alternate captains completely different person not playing like a rat nope serious on the bench talking to guys getting everybody centered on the ice scoring big goals it's i don't even know who he is in the interviews (laughs) after games it's like bergeron very focused says the right things had to stop step up and fill a role and i'm like Mm -hmm. looking he's so game the first game in Florida, they're like, so uh, are you going to, since Bergeron's out, are they expecting you to take on more leadership roles? Like, Me? <laughs> <laughs> nah. And he did. Like, As soon as he's done with the interview, the coach is like, you know, you, you do have to. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Had to put on a show one more interview. Yeah, yeah. freaking Ambrose. It looks like Ambrose, but it's just been so crazy to see him flip. Like, okay, no. I can't be like that. That's I'm the leader now. probably why the Bruins are so good is because even when their captain's down. They got the uh, leadership is so strong. Yeah, I mean, strong. they've got uh, Marshan who can step up, or they've got uh, McAvoy, McAvoy who can step Pasta. Up. They, even Charlie Coyle. You got all kinds. Charlie Coyle was a... Oh, so center depth depleted. You lose your two top guys. Charlie Coyle moved up in Zaka. There are two guys, there are two centers that was like, okay, <laughs> we need a bunch from you guys. Frick. If uh, Taylor Hall's a thoroughbred, Charlie Cole's a mule. <laughs> I have, this dude's got, this guy's puck possession in the corners, in open ice, is like, get it out of, get it away from me. They're cheap shotting him, and he's just looking back at him like, <laughs> This, this dude's demeanor is, we are going to beat you, and I don't care what you do to me, I'm going to laugh it off because I know you're going home. <laughs> He's not, he does not recoil, retaliate, doesn't, he gets smacked, cheap shotted, and he gets up, looks him right in the face, and 
walks off. Try harder. Beast. His. So game three, a big problem. So Bergeron's always one of the top guys in the league in faceoffs. <laughs> you could tell he was not playing in game three. It was very sloppy. The whole game was sloppy game three. They couldn't pass, couldn't get their transitions down. Their power play was bad. Game four, their power play still had moments where I was like, what is going on? I mean, sk- going to skate up and pass back, and nobody's there. It's going all the way back to the back wall, and you're like, what is the freaking hell is happening? Thing that changed in game four, though, Charlie Coyle's face-offs. He was like, at one point, I'm probably wrong, it was like 14 of 18, something like that. Crazy good. Nosek stepped up big in the face-off dot. His, he was kicking butt winning face-offs. Charlie Coyle, though. Zaka too. Zaka stepped up big as the centerman, but Coyle is the main one. He's been playing line one or line two. He keeps switching. Man. Gosh, I love to see it. That's what worries me about next season. Not to look ahead because this year has been amazing. Next season, they're probably going to lose both those guys to retirement. Everybody, oh, centerman depth. Well, hell, if Zaka and Coyle can play like this in the playoffs, that's when it matters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we got our center. We needed one or two more, probably, but maybe we don't need like a number one centerman. Maybe we've got him. Well, you backed off of that one real quick. <laughs> yeah, well, I just don't know about a full <laughs> year, but like playoffs is when it matters and they're kicking butt. This, I've just been impressed with them stepping up. Like I said, I was, I thought when Bergeron and Krejci weren't playing, I was like, all right, well, not winning this series. But boy, oh boy, the boys don't want to lose. Florida, Gah! Matthew Kachuk, I can't even, can't even look at him. They've scored <laughs> eleven goals, and that's it. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> they have no other stats. They've I've got, no I've got no, no problem with them. Bruins have scored sixteen goals. So yeah, Toronto's. That's a leading in goals. With 19? Yeah. So, let's see. I can look right here. Yeah. So, Toronto Maple Leafs are averaging 4.75 goals a game. Bruins are in second with four. Tampa Bay is in second with four. So, Tampa Bay's been good. They just... Their goals against is way down. Like, New York's leading with goal in goals against, and it's 1.75. Bruins are in second with 2.75 with the, tied with the Hurricanes. Where is Toronto or Tampa in goals against? Sheesh. Third from the bottom. Oh, no. Tampa Bay is in the bottom of goals against with 4.75 goals against average in the game. That's not. You're not going to win playoff hockey like that, boys. Hmm. Florida dead? Florida dead. Florida dead. I can't. There's no way they're going to come back from this. Like. They've got to win in Boston. Then they, they got to did. win at home, which is uh, win again in Boston. Then win again at home, which they weren't able to do. And then win again in Boston. Does Boston close it out in five? If Bergeron is back for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm hoping. That's my hope. If they if it goes to six, I'm going to shit my pants because <laughs> then it might go to seven. If there's game six, I'm. I would bet on a game seven. Yeah, if it goes to game six, they won in Boston, they're back in Florida. Yeah, that's going to be tough. Because <laughs> you don't want Bergeron playing an extra game that he doesn't have to play. All right, well. That's the NHL. 
And that's hockey talk. And that's hockey talk. That's another podcast. Shout out. Sorry. <laughs> that's a podcast I really like. Um, somebody got traded. Yeah, some lots some, of people have gotten traded. Do you know some who the old, guy I'm talking about? Quarterback. Is? Personally, I think they're making big, a bigger deal out of it than it should be. Personally, I feel kind of bad for the Jets. Did you see the trade? Like what they got in it, what they're giving? Not a bad deal. I think they're getting him really cheap. Yeah, I thought they did pretty good. That's definitely not. So it's cheap if he doesn't play sixty five percent of plays this season. I mean, I think it's cheap regardless. I mean, they got so the Jets got Rodgers, and they got a fifteenth overall first round pick, but they gave the thirteenth. Right. Yeah. So it, it's not that big. Like two people up, uh, it's not that great in my mind. Um, then they also got a twenty twenty three fifth rounder pick. And they gave a 2023 second round pick. That that's a little more, and then a 2023 sixth round and a conditional 2024. It doesn't seem like so. The conditional one is the one I'm talking about. So the condi- it's a second round, second round 2024 pick, and second it could round move pick. up to a first depending on if he plays 65. percent So if he is? yeah, if he plays 65 percent, and then they don't go anywhere in the playoffs, they lost because now they lost their first round pick for next year. Yeah, that's when it gets as expensive. But if they have an incredible year. They're high in the standings. They go to the playoffs, win a playoff game. It's worth it. It's worth mm-hmm. it for the Jets. Oh, it's it's going to be worth it just for their viewership numbers going yeah. up. Honestly, like, I think they could have made the Rogers. playoffs without Rodgers. Like, With, they were on their way there. They that Last season, they started off strong. They piddled off towards the end of the season, but they started off strong. They weren't doing terrible. Yeah. No, they, they've got a pretty good team put together. Do you think Zach Wilson was going to make him take him to the playoffs? Possibly. I mean, Zach Wilson's been getting crapped on. He has. And I don't think he's fully earned it, but his comments is what I think turned the locker room against him. When he threw a bunch of picks in the one game, and they were not good picks. And then after the game, the one of the... Uh, Reporters asked him, does he feel like he let his defense down? And he said, no. No. That, I think, is where the defense mm. saw that, and they were like, bro. Yeah, you did. What yeah. are you talking about? I can like, see how that'll piss a team off. Yeah, you can't. You got to be that guy who's like, yeah, I've got to play better, for sure. If they were lose, out there doing their job. This is this one's on me. Yeah. You, you. That's the leader. That's the guy that they're like, oh, man, damn. Now I got to feel bad for him. But you say that, and they're like, Mother. <laughs> yeah. You come back in the locker room, they're like, oh, okay. So it was our fault. How was it our fault? It's like if the defense gives up 60 points, and then they ask the captain of the defense, and he's like, do you feel like you let the team down? Nah. Nah. No, we played not. our game. No big <laughs> deal. Like, you can't say stupid crap like that. That's, I feel like that's how he lost the locker, and then they benched him right after that. And then Mike White, yeah, Mike White came in. I think Mike White got hurt. So why are they keeping him? Like, if the team doesn't like him already, why didn't they just go ahead and trade him or something? Uh, they've got to be just hoping that... Rodgers does something good for him. But Rodgers really isn't the type of personality that I feel like a team is just going to be like, oh, we love you, you're such a good leader. Mm-hmm. It's kind of odd. I 
darkness retreats and like ayahuasca trips and he's kind of a hippie and <laughs> so was Brady so was Brady though I mean like Brady his... was team team everything was with the team though but he was still kind of weird like from, from a personal perspective he, he kept this extremely weird diet where he ate basically yeah nothing. but team Oh yeah, he was, he was always he with was the team, team. for sure. Rogers is wants Very to much be alone. Me, me, me. Yes, like, mm-hmm. get the camera on me. Yeah. What can I say now to get the camera so on me? People gravitate towards Brady because they're like, "Wow, how are you so good?" And he's approachable. Rogers is good, but he's not as approachable as Brady. Yeah. So it's harder for him to take. Like once Brady comes into a locker room, on his flight down to that team, he's calling everybody on the team, inviting them over to like a grill out or something. Everybody talks about Brady being team first. He let Antonio Brown live in his house for a while. I don't know how long. That's the type of, like, Rodgers isn't doing that. He's not going to be like, OBJ, man, sign here. You come bunk with me, brother. I already got a house up there. No. He might have. I don't know about that. We'll never know. He probably already has a house, but I don't think he's, (laughs) he obviously didn't invite Odell Beckham Jr. over because he signed with the Ravens without knowing about Lamar Jackson, so. Or maybe Odell Beckham saw his name on Rod- or Rogers' list, and he was like, "Dude, I don't want to play with you, and I don't want to play in New York with the Jets." Yeah, maybe he looks at Rogers like I do. He's he's a little over the hill. He's not. I don't know. I just I don't see it as that much of an upgrade for the Jets, other than like maybe it just builds like confidence or something for the rest of the team. Rogers is not the quarterback he was two years ago. No. It, it would be different, too, if he had he was coming off another great season. But he was yeah. coming off one of the seasons where you're like, oh, shit, is he on his downslope? Mm-hmm. But, like, that's the thing. He didn't even, like, maybe he was trying, maybe he wasn't. He, he didn't even have to try to get on high demand to still be in high demand yeah. for a team, even though he had a terrible season. Yeah. It's the, the name is the biggest, which everybody is acting like, holy cow, the Jets are going to be something this year. They're acting year. like it's a huge blockbuster trade. And I'm just like, it's not, it's not really that that big of a deal like did people go crazy when uh what's his name uh roger uh, Favre went to the vikings like were, was that a big no no one cared Favre was washed out well it was a big deal because that was a division well, rival and the, the storyline was big and far felt like the uh packers kicked him to the curb so there was more story there this one feels like everybody's kind of on the Packers side now like yeah just this dude's just yeah, a crybaby. Yeah. he's been in the camera way too much the past couple years yeah, and man, the two quarterbacks that had great careers with a team went to another team in the twilight and did good were opposite personalities of Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. and Tom Brady. They're both very team centered leaders. I don't know. I've never, I've just, the perception that Aaron Rodgers puts off is it's about me and I'm going to win. Whereas if you're coming, so now he's being traded. He's been with Packers for like 15 years or 18 years, something like that. 18 years. And you're going to the Jets who are dying to win. They have a pretty good team put together. You've got to be able to mold that locker room. Instantly, if you want to have success this season. Can he do that? I don't think he can. And honestly, as a player on the Jets, I'd be a little annoyed annoyed with Rodgers as he's coming. Like, he's going to make all these demands. Like, hey, pick up these players. 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna commit to anything, but pick up these guys and mm-hmm. yeah, you have a world, better chance of getting me. I'd the be way the media is going on about him too, like, oh my gosh, oh the Jets are something now. Everybody on the Jets got to be like, dude, like we weren't bad last year. Yeah, we we did okay. We almost made the playoffs. Yeah, we had we were they were what the fifteenth pick. No, 13th in the draft. So they weren't even a top 10 pick. They weren't one of the worst yeah. teams. There was 12 teams worse than them. Mid-season, I could have seen them going to the playoffs. They fell apart later in the season. But yeah. mid-season, they had a decent record. Yeah. Them and the Dolphins. Yeah, Dolphins. Yeah, Dolphins, boy. I feel like the Dolphins are just like the Jets. So they're just always on the verge. And then it just doesn't ever go any farther than that. And then they're, it's like, oh, they're on the verge. And then all of a sudden it's like... If they wouldn't have had Tua out so much this season, I think they might have done a little better. Yeah. Well, the whole controversy with Tua, too, of getting knocked out, then coming right back in and getting knocked out again, that, that yeah. didn't mm-hmm. bode well for him. Plus, there was the the tampering scandals in Miami, too, with Tom Brady and different people. But The one thing I think this will do for the Jets are the Jets fans are going to be fired up. It's going to bring people oh, yeah. into the stadium next season. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably the biggest reason for it. Just the jersey sales and yeah, you know, the money it'll, aspect. It'll bring more money. In what's going to sure. be good for the Jets? I want to touch on one more thing. Well, we got to touch on XFL a little bit, but we're gonna have to cut that one quick. Uh, Pat McAfee, the lawsuit moves to federal court Ooh. from Mississippi. Dang! On his request. So oh it's wow. Not, So the Bleacher Report article reads as this. Brett Favre's defamation lawsuit against Pat McAfee is being moved to federal court. Sports and betting lawyer Daniel Wallach has confirmed to Pro Football Talks Mike Florio that McAfee requested to remove the case to federal court from Lamar County, Mississippi, where it was originally filed. Florio noted the decision to remove the case from Mississippi was the only play for McAfee because home cooking exists in state courts. Yeah, that makes sense. Favre, who is a Mississippi file, who is from Mississippi, filed three separate defamation lawsuits against McAfee, Sharp, and Mississippi State Auditor Shad White on February 9th. In the lawsuits, the Hall of Fame quarterback accused all three of men of carrying out an outrageous media campaign, falsely accusing Favre of stealing from the poor people in Mississippi's largest welfare fund scheme. Mississippi Department of Human Resources sued several people and businesses, including Favre, in May 2022 over mis- misspent welfare funds that were intended to go to an anti-poverty program in the state. Favre did repay $1.1 million. He was paid for speeches that he didn't make, but White said he still owed $228,000 in interest. I'm like, come on. In September 2022, Anna Wolf of Mississippi Today reported text messages were entered into the civil lawsuit filed by the state between Favre and former Mississippi Governor Phil Bryant, in which Bryant pushed to secure funding for a new volleyball stadium at Southern Mississippi where Favre's daughter was a student. The $6.1 million in funds used to build the stadium were obtained from nonprofit organization Mississippi County Community Education Center. Nancy knew, Nancy knew, that's her name. Because when I was reading it the first time, I was like, Nancy knew what? (laughs) (laughs) Who led the program, directed $5 million intended for the temporary assistant for needy families to go to the University Stadium of Southern Mississippi. McAfee used his show to criticize Favre over the allegations as the story gained national attention. According to Favre, or Florio, federal law 
does permit cases filed in state courts against out-of-state defendants to be removed to federal court if the plaintiff is seeking more than $75,000 in damages. Because state judges receive lifetime appointments as long as they maintain good standing. Florio noted Favre's lawsuit against McAfee doesn't include a specific dollar amount, but Favre's lawyer, Eric Hirschman, said in the filing, it's going to cost McAfee millions of dollars, and if it bankrupts him, then he will have learned his lesson. This stuff's not over. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. It definitely makes sense, though, to move it to a federal court. Yeah, I would want it in federal court. Home cooking, son. I'm sure people in, uh, what, Mississippi? Yeah. Love Favre. They have to. Which I would, How much do they love him after this, though? Mm-hmm. Unless it's all BS. Maybe it's all BS. Maybe they tried to throw it on him. He did pay back the $1.1 million for the speech thing, the speech money. And charging him interest, I don't know, was when they gave the money to him on the contract, did it say this interest? Or has he just threw out an interest threw percentage an interest and was percentage, like, yeah. oh, well, now he owes this an in interest. I don't know. It's interesting to see that it's still flipping, or it hasn't settled out yet. I thought they would have settled something by now. Something, things no, like this I, take a while. Yeah. I, you think they'll settle? You, you don't think it'll get, come down to a, a verdict? I think it. they'll be in court for a little while, and they'll go back and forth. Uh, Pat is the king of... Uh, making content out of everything. Mm-hmm. So he's going to make content so out of So he doesn't this. want it to end real soon. I don't think no, so. Yeah, so he's not going to want to settle. He's loving it, I think, at this point. I think once it gets starts to get serious in court, his lawyer's probably going to be like, okay, they offered a settlement. You I'd, should probably take that. I'd like to know how much his viewership has gone up since all this started, because I'm sure he's gained some, like without a doubt. He's probably lost a lot, too. You think so? I think after the lawsuit came out, people were probably like, oh, wow, Favre might be innocent. This might just be a media slam brigade maybe Favre was trying to do something good i don't know i think people that listen to mcafee listen to him because he's enjoyable to listen to and more people kind of discovered him because of it well a lot of people listen well all of his fans probably 96 percent are football fans though and football fans the majority of them like Favre. Mm -hmm. so if there's a bunch of Favre fans and then he starts blasting him. They're probably like, okay, Favre's a scumbag. But then if they this stuff starts coming out and Favre might be innocent, maybe now they're like, dude, you shouldn't have blasted him until there was concrete evidence against him or he was found guilty. So I don't know. It's, or, not, like, it's not like McAfee was the only one blasting him. Everyone yeah, was everyone blasting was. him. No. He, in, in, <laughs> I don't know. Like this sticky-fingered bandit and all that different stuff they were calling him like come on like it's not even like they weren't saying he's he's guilty or they're kind of poking fun is what i i thought yeah and if if i would i feel like if i was far and i turned out to be i would focus on all my court shit get it all out there that hey i didn't really do anything wrong do you really think McAfee's not going to pick that up. It's it's content. It's news. And be yeah. like, hey, guess what we were wrong about? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he's confident. But I don't think it's... He would think it would blow him to be like, hey, I was wrong about Favre. We were all wrong about Favre. Uh, Ty Schmidt is on his crew. He's one of the main members of his crew. And he's a diehard Packers fan. Loves Brett Favre. I mean, he would have been the first to be like, hey... We got Favre is not 
He did not do that stuff. He did not. Mm-hmm. He's not a sticky finger bandit. <laughs> so I feel like if Favre would have figured his stuff out, it would have been better for him because now McAfee's got a huge following, and everybody is berating Favre now mm-hmm. for this lawsuit. Yeah. I don't know. That's I think the way I would have went about it is just cleared my name and then let that get out into the sphere, and and then if they didn't, if nobody touched it, then I'd be like, okay, you guys need to take back what you said because everybody hates me now and I didn't do anything wrong. Plus, remember how many people watched uh, Liver King's apology yeah. video? If McAfee has to come out with an apology video, it's just going to help him even more, mm-hmm. and it will be hilarious. Uh-huh. <laughs> That you brought up Liver King. You know there's a hockey player who uh, basically does the Liver King diet? No. Jacob Chikrin. He got traded to uh, the Senators now. Yeah, it's like raw liver and stuff. Does Does he look like as big as Liver King? Oh, he doesn't do steroids. Never mind. Yeah, he doesn't no, do steroids. Yeah, he, <laughs> he can't. He's an athlete. Yeah. Uh, XFL, baby. Season ended. A little disappointed with it. A little disappointed with it. Not sorry. Wrong. Sorry. Hey, guess who's in the playoffs now? We're up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But did you see how bad St. Louis beat the Guardians? Yeah. Uh, let me read something off here for you. AJ McCarron's NFL career didn't exactly take off like a rocket, <laughs> but he's already making waves as he finishes up his first season with the St. Louis Battlehawks of the XFL. McCarron was. 28 of 35 passing in the Blackhawks' 53-28 win over the Orlando Guardians. With 420 passing yards and six, you heard it, six touchdown passes. Put him in the upper echelon of XFL history. What is that? (laughs) (laughs) Two years. (laughs) He has 24 touchdown passes this season, setting the record for most in a single season in a league. He broke Tommy Maddox's record set in 2001. For the LA Extreme. Nobody even knew who that the was. The only or what other that year they played. The other, yeah. <laughs> no, I think this is 3.0. I think they tried it two other times. The win improved St. Louis to 7-3 and three on the season as Orlando dropped to 1-9 and, one and nine going into Sunday. The Battlehawks were fighting for a playoff spot. The D.C. defenders clinched a spot with the North Division regular season championship with a 9-1 and one record. At the end of the game... <clears throat> Against the Guardians, the coach went up and like pretty much apologized to the to the coach of the Guardians. He's like, "Hey, you know, you know what we were doing, right? Like we had we had this pointed virtual to worry about." Thought it was kind of funny that he was explaining why they were just kept didn't take the foot off the throttle the whole game, and it still didn't work for him. Yeah, that's. I thought for sure, Battlehawks were going to be in the playoffs. I did too. I th- I thought so about three weeks ago they were going to be, but because one too like. They were great all year. AJ McCarron was a big story all year. Mm-hmm. Everybody was talking about AJ McCarron. Now he's out of it. That sucks. I enjoyed watching them. They're a good team. Yeah, I think St. Louis has the best fan base too. If you watch the games, like you watch, they have the most fans there. Which yeah. hopefully the NFL sees that, and a team from the NFL is like, <laughs> St. Louis wants their football back. Uh, I mean, uh-huh. the Commanders are have been sold, but <laughs> I don't think that guy's going to move it. To St. Louis. I don't want the commanders in St. Louis anyway. Can you imagine if you got the commanders. Yeah, you can. You they can they could change the. You could change the name though. You no, could be like the no, St. Louis Blue want, Hawks or something. What? I don't. I don't want that team. Or the St. Louis Arches. You could have an old man Arches. St. Louis Archies. Yeah, that'd be cool. The Archies. 
Yeah, I just don't want that team. <laughs> Anyhow, I guess they're just playing two playoff games and then the championship. That's what it looked like, yeah. South Division Championship against the Renegades and the Roughnecks. All right, let's go ahead and get this win, Roughnecks. Can we go ahead and pick the team we think is going to win? Because I'm going with the defenders. Duh. Duh. I don't know the Seattle. Seattle's been good. DC's going to beat them? I'm pretty sure. I don't know, dude. They almost DC almost lost to the Brahmas on Sunday. They lost what, Saturday. one game this season? Yeah, but 29-28 to San Antonio. Was, prob- they didn't, that game didn't matter. They took their foot off the gas. I don't know about that. <laughs> they probably clinched like in week five. Yeah, okay. I think DC's going to win too. I'm just trying to make a case for the Roughnecks. <laughs> Let's go Roughnecks. I get a trophy Let's if the Rednecks. Roughnecks win. I get one if the defenders win. No, because you. I was on the Roughnecks all year. That's doesn't matter. We why. pick in the playoffs. No. <laughs> the Roughnecks pick John, who are you going with? Who, who else we got? Let's see. Renegades and Sea Dragons. Sea Dragons. Sea Dragons played DC first, so yeah. I'll I go think with Renegades. I don't know, man. I would, I'm kind of wanting to pick the Sea Dragons, but I got to go with I, the Roughnecks. Been riding them all year long. What? All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>